You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. We sit here with you on a Monday morning, the 29th. high 20s of November. 29th. 29th? Mm-hmm. 29th of November, 2021, almost into December. In the midst of a fucking eastern seaboard rainbender. I don't know about in Queensland, but fucking... Uh, or Victoria. New South Wales rainbender. That's for damn sure. I haven't seen blue sky in bloody weeks. <sighs> La Nina's been a bitch. But I don't want to start off negative. I'm not meaning to be. Day after the, the, the Turbo podcast drops. Life's good. How are you, Eddie? You've had a freshen up of that haircut, I can see. Got a freshen up last Friday. Yeah, it's looking tight. So we're going to go freshen it up, man. Yeah, tighten it up for me. Hey, yo, need it to be tightened. Yo, yo, yo. Tighten it, baby. Yeah. Tighten it. Um, so, that was, so that happened. That's it nice. was tightened. Yeah, it was tightened. That's and nice. now I come here and I look you in the eyes, Tom, on a Monday morning. With a tight haircut. With a tighter haircut. Tighter. Tighter. I actually could do the tighten, believe it or not. You could do the tighten. Like Your hair's growing pretty quickly. My hair does grow quickly. My hair grows quickly. Our hair grows quickly. Shock horror. Whoops. Whoops. S- sorry, you fucking can't stop our hair. Um... But, yeah, I could tighten it maybe a little bit. You could tighten it. Mm. You should tighten it. I could probably tighten it at home, which is the beauty now of it just being this length. I don't need to fart ass around. The cleaning is probably the, the biggest reason why I wouldn't. Well, that's – yeah, but also sometimes it's nice to get out of the house. That's <laughs> true. Just have a fucking breather. You know what Go I mean? Sit there with someone you don't know and have them run their hands through your fucking hair in a very yeah. personal manner. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Really, and nothing worse. Oh, you well, don't like it? True. No, I don't mind it. It's to be honest, it's more like well, it doesn't sound like you like nah, it. No, the it's it can be uncomfortable having people's hands run through your hair. As I said, I told the story of the guy at the hairdresser with the warts. Yes, I think, but don't That's, let that scar you. Well, I haven't. I've been back. If to you the find a bar, if you find a barber that you know and trust, Tom, that you trust and you know. And you know to run your hands. Do you have hands? one? Do you have one you go to? Yeah, I had one, but then I'm like, if I'm just getting it shaved, fucking who cares? Well, I've got a barber I go to. I like that. What's his name or her name? Don't know the name. Oh Jesus, Eddie, come on! Not I'd, like Jarge who drives across the fucking city. Like mine's also about convenience. But I know them, but I don't know their names. Yeah, but like I don't. That might sound crazy, but, but like okay. it's not that crazy. How long have you been going to him for? Couple of years. And do you... No, a year and a half. Are they, where are they, how far are they from your house? Up the road. Right. So do you think that it's largely but, a decision on convenience as well but as... But there are a number of other barbers I could have chosen. But like around that area in terms of yeah, distance. Of course. Voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like Judge... Oh, so, bro. I'm Judge not... drives across the city to get his hair cut every time. Like he's like, oh, sorry, dude. I've got to go look like 40 minutes to get this fucking hair. Well, why would I do that? I don't know, but I'm interested to see because maybe you're a bit more of a jar trouble. I'm saying more from are. this perspective. If you're a guy, I don't think it's that hard, difficult really to cut your hair. I, don't, I think it's pretty fucking up and down. Mm. If you were to go to a new place and you weren't happy with the quality, you could probably go to the one next door or the one up the road and then you just sort of fucking try and... Find your way. Try and find your way in the world. And then you make the decision. I wouldn't be going, oh, I got my hair cut and fucking, you know, Cronulla once and loved it and nipped down there yeah. every time I want to get it Whereas cut. I feel like that's the sort of thing Jarch does. No offence to anyone. Jarch is very... Um, Just like- <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he gives off the like, I'm this country guy, doesn't give a shit. But no, it's he like, cares. No, he cares. He cares. He cares a great deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a great weekend with Judge, actually. It looked like you guys had a good time. We just fucking, it's just song and dance and pageantry the whole the time. The whole time. You can't help it with him, can you? You just, he just gets you jacked up on some weird energy where you're just like constantly singing, breaking into songs. Singing a dance. I called him the other day to ask about vape stores because he's obviously one of the great vapors this nation's <laughs> produced. <laughs> And I was yeah. um, I was going on a boat on Friday, and I was like, "Fuck, I need I need a vape here." And so I've called him, and just the first maybe minute of sort of interaction was him just singing to me on the other end <laughs> about my like, you know, oh Tommy Burns with the really big balls, and it did it, and you're just like, "Yep, all right, yeah. I'll fucking just." It's usually it. shaft. It's related. usually shaft and sack related. <laughs> And you just sack said, probably his favorite sack word. his favorite word, and then you just go into like, all right, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to come up with the second verse of this song because he's yeah, he well you got to because he's leading you into it. Yeah, as he's well. leading you into a song. He wants yeah. a duet ultimately. Yeah, yeah ultimately, um, and he's gonna be disappointed if you don't if give you don't, him what he if want. you don't meet him. Um, yeah, a lot of tears. I fucking, I was like, I had a lot of um, cry laughs on the weekend. God, they're the best, dude. Are they the best? Interesting how. That happens from like a physiological standpoint in terms of like crying related to humor and to sad, like happiness and to sadness. Cause you can cry your dick off with laughter, like where you can't help it. Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. And it's just pouring out of you. Mm. Fucking hell. So, so good. <laughs> but I, I, I always leave that weekends like that just going, yeah, that was good for the soul. Yeah. Needed that. Like those laughs will get you through. They can get you through. They can get you through a while. A while. A long, long fucking, like, sustained period of giggle. Yeah, like billet belly laughs. Yeah, yeah. You get that with street a lot as well. Yes, you do. But, like, it was all, there was just laughs the whole weekend. Like, Mushin was there for a little bit because he was up in Avalon. He was spinning a couple of old yarns that were just, just getting me going. It was just giggle central. It was just giggle central. Oh, we like to hear that. But happy birthday to, love of my life, Eleonora, 30 today. Today? 30 today. Woo! Proudest punch of her. Go on the big lift. We got a couple of November fiancés. Didn't realise. That's nice. Would you get her anything nice? Got her a... So her friends got her a bag, like a handbag, like a nice bag. Mm. But that I... Oh, okay. So did the heavy lifting oh, okay, in. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. A few other tidbits that I'll give her later. Yeah, you know? nice. But... Had a great with well, the weekend away as well, that sort of thing. Piss and rain. Piss and that rain. That place looked nice though on the water. Fucking nice. Piss and rain. Whatever. You move on. Did you get in the ocean at all? No, I looked at it. Is that your back-to-back fucking beach getaway weekends? Back-to-back. No ocean. Back-to-back weekend uh, beach getaways. Rainbender played into, rain into a rainbender. But you didn't feel like, don't you, when you're hungover, just want to jump in the water, refresh yourself? Uh, no. Wow. I got up, had a shower. Went and got to, got a feed. Did the girls get in the water? Is anyone there? Like, bro, I couldn't be fucked. I'm like, yeah, have a shower. No one got in the. No one got in the water. No one got in. No. I would have got in for sure. It wasn't freezing cold. I mean, the weather and the water was warm. Fun. Oh, dude, you guys are sickos, country folk. I mean, I'm a country guy, but I've obviously I came to the city a little bit earlier than you, so I'm maybe. Well, Judge hates the beach. She's like, does he? Hates it, bro. Hates it. I've been, to the, I've been to the beach with him before. And he's like sat up the top and watched. <laughs> he's well, fucking... Hates the beach. He hates sand. That's okay. He you know how he like hates soft wood? 
Is it a similar thing? Punters and dribblers. I don't know why we're talking about Jarch yeah. so much, but like he's I a friend did, of ours. I just, you don't know him. To, I just need to tell you this story. He can't touch soft woods. I know that. So when he eats paddle pops, he has to put a serviette around the bottom of it and he can't go down to the woods. So there's always like I, paddle pops surrounding it before he throws it when out. When we were living together in Bathurst, I got a box of paddle pop sticks and I just chucked them all into his room. And so there's just paddle pop sticks everywhere. And he walks in and who the fuck did this? <laughs> You cannot stand it. What a weird thing to be wigged out by. Soft woods. Do you have anything like that? I do have hair elastics. I don't know what it is, bro. And it's hard now because I've got to tie of his hair. But hair elastics fucking... Ugh. What's wrong with the hair elastic? I don't know, dude. What, the hair on them? No. I just hate the elastic. I'm not anti-hair, as you can tell by yours and my head. I wouldn't be able to hang around you with hair like that, you know? What about an elastic band? No, no, no. Hair elastics. Hair tie, hair elastic. I also hate when chicks wear them around their wrist or anyone. I don't know what it is, bro. It's fucking bizarre. But I'm not like Josh where it's like I can't be near it. Oh, I don't really have. I don't think I've got any, really. That'd be my only thing. And it's almost like... like Hair elastics are rather common. They're very common, dude. I have to tell Steph to take it off her wrist every time I see it. Like a fucking... You tell her to take it off. And does she? Or does she tell you to fuck off? No, no, she takes it off. I mean, like, after 13 years, it's like, yeah, okay, you, this really fucks you off. I'm just not going to do it. I appreciate that greatly because it would fucking, it's a tough thing. Where does she put it? In a pocket? I don't care, as long as I can't see it. Are they on, like, the bedside table and stuff? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm in a house now with three fucking girls. I'm assuming my life's going to be filled with these goddamn things. But Have like, you ever felt like asking her to take it out of her hair? No, no, hair's fine. In, it's weird. In the hair, I'm like, that's where it should be. On the wrist, it's either cutting off circulation... Again, now this is going to make me, when 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 a uh, a lady gets like all dressed up, goes to all this trouble to like get everything like they're looking amazing, dressed, they're going to somewhere like nice, and they got a hair elastic on their wrist. I'm like, why'd you waste your time getting dressed up? What's the point? You just dumbed it. You just completely trashed the entire outfit <laughs> with this hair elastic. Like, what are you doing? I get it. You're gonna to want to put your hair up at some point. You've just gone, you've gone and got your hair done, you've gone and got your makeup done, you've got a fake tan, you've got this brand new dress that you either bought or you borrowed off a mate. And now, looking a million dollars, you're going to go and put a hair elastic around your wrist. And I have to say, you've completely ruined the outfit. You've cheapened it. You've completely cheapened it. Have you said that in the past? Well, I've... You've thought it or you've said it? I wouldn't say it to anyone, like, just randomly. That's a horrible thing to go up and say to someone, but know that it's true if you're hearing it now. <laughs> if you're hearing it now and you're dressed up and you've got a hair elastic on, you look terrible. Look, I, I, would, I certainly wouldn't go that far. I know where you're coming from. There I, is I, some truth to what I'm I, saying. Well, there is some truth to it, Tom. There is. It does cheapen it marginally. No, no, I not don't marginally. Think it, I don't it think cheapens it, the entire thing. You may as well be in fucking pyjamas. Again, you, you again, do. we may not completely agree on that, but I know where you're coming from at least, Tom. Yep. I can say that unequivocally. Mm. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yep. Now, how was your weekend, big fella? My weekend was nice, thank you. Went on a Christmas party, boat party on Friday. Dio Dave was there. It was um, Clancy and Errol of the uh of the batuta advocate mm -hmm. saw kicking t dribbler on there as well which was interesting i don't know how the hell kicking t finds his way into these bougie parties but he's you know kicking t working his way working the crowds was he, was he pretty happy with himself 
I think so. He was having a good time. Or oh, fresh off the back of a baggy green. Well, you know what, what I mean? Yeah, about, he yeah. was. He was pretty fucking. He was pretty uh, pleased with himself. Also, just a, just a gentle reminder to the the punter and the dribbler at large. You can't ask for baggy greens. No, I don't know how many times we're going to say this. Mm. Feels like we'll probably have to say it again. In fact, I am saying it again right now. Yeah, can't ask for them. No. Got to earn them. You, you got you. In fact, if you ask right. for one, you basically rule yourself out for life. You certainly rule yourself out for a long, long time unless you do something great. But DMs of like, "Oi, can I buy a baggy green for my mate's fucking Chris Kringle?" I'm like, that's the most disrespectful question I've ever been asked in my life. No, you can't buy a baggy green for a Chris Kringle. If you were going to buy a baggy green, which you can't, it would have to be the most momentous fucking celebration. Like, there, you'd have to be like the Pope. And I'm not religious. I'm just trying to think of something with a big fucking, you know. They might want to start going, oi, we give out Dalliums and baggy greens at the same time. The NRL wants to buy one off us. Even then we'd say no. But like, Chris Kringle? This is like an office fucking... Chris Kringle is like... Office Christmas usually, Yahoo? Usually you don't spend more than 10 bucks. That's disrespectful as fuck. Like, it'd be... Like, if I had to sell one legitimately... It'd, they'd have to be like, I don't know, nine or ten zeros. At least. Conservatively. Involved. Conservatively. That's a conservative figure. So don't ask anymore to buy a baggy green. What you can do is ask to buy a Hello Sports Summer Tan hat, which I'm wearing on my head right now. You could ask that. This, if you weren't listening to the last podcast, has bird shit on it, um, which I'm refusing to wash off until we get all the hats on the, in the country and, and we start selling them as a good luck charm. You know, it's like good vibes, good energy. If I wash the bird poo off, the bird chose to shit on me. It's, you got to do it. The bird sh- chose to shit on that hat. Yeah. And that will be honored. That will be respected, that yeah. decision. It has to be. But, uh, has, but yeah, we'll on, be on the boat, soon. it was nice. Went on the boat, forgot to eat breakfast. On the boat, pounding. You don't eat breakfast though. No, but like you eat something before you go and start sinking. Yes. I didn't. Forgot to eat. When did that dawn on you that? As I was, we were off the boat and we were back in the city at El Loco. And I was like, ooh, I'm starting to feel like piss pissed. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I need a hero sort of thing to try and save, save the day. Then realized that I hadn't eaten. So me and Harves just pounded tacos into the Was Harvey there? Yeah. Listos are there. There's a few um, pals, you know what I mean, which was nice. Um, And so, yeah, ripped in there. Then went to karaoke, which... It's an interesting decision. Well, it was a decision that was made for me rather than one that I made. But karaoke is a tough one because you don't know, like in... So, like, there was some mates. It was, like, a mixture of sort of people from the boat you don't know and then some mates that we did know. But with karaoke, small room, very small. And from song to song, you don't know who's going to fucking, whose song's going to hit, whose song's going to not. Like, some of them, sort of, everyone's singing, right? So everyone's like, holy shit, they're singing, like, um, fucking, I don't know, whatever. I sung Mr. Brightside from The Killers. Did I get the crowd going as much as I'd like? No. I really? 
I had enough, but even then, like some like some older guy, he wasn't that old, but he was like, sing a song someone knows next time. I go, <laughs> I go, excuse me, dude, you don't know Mr. Brightside? I was like, how fucking old are you? He wasn't even that old, but I knew it had burned him because he was mid-40s, and I can imagine as we get to And that did age, it burn him? Well, how could it not? I just go, oh, dude, you just aged yourself fucking 20 years. You don't know Mr. Brightside. And... um. So I burnt him and then I sat down. But it was um, like, you know, the crowd didn't, I had like periodic moments. Of, what I'm saying is. You, be, I, you went up there thinking you would have had him wrapped no, around your not finger. That, not so much that because before I got up there, I was sort of, I couldn't be fucked to get up and sing, but I'm like, I'm here. You can't not sing. I was seeing it happen. One song you get up and so, and like we were all into it. And the next one, it was just for whatever reason, you're not that into the song. And so this just ends up being a person in the corner being like, and um, a friend of the show, the Hitman, was there. And he did one where it started off really good. Rock DJ, Robbie Williams. Track, by the way. Mm. Robbie Williams on top of the world in his 20s singing those sort of like yeah, that yeah, yeah. And so he's up there singing everyone's into it at the start. And it's like, I don't want to rock yeah. DJ. And everyone's getting into it. But then by the end, again, for whatever reason, maybe some like drinks arrive or something. People just check out <laughs> before you know it. <laughs> Your man's just standing there like... Just kind of like humming and oh, no, no, and no one's really paying attention. It's just his background noise. Hitman wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> he didn't finish the song because I started pissing myself laughing at the situation. And I'm going, yes, Hitman, I don't want to rock, DJ. <laughs> and no one's paying attention to it. So it was just this dude standing there in the room looking at the screen, just like, yeah. <laughs> he just fucking puts the mic down. <laughs> All right, someone else's turn. <laughs> uh, so oh, karaoke can be a bit fucking... That would have been minutes. hilarious as he's, as he's noticed. Hang on, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, no one's fucking paying attention wait, anymore. Wait, 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 where's I'm that attention? Them. I'm, I'm losing, losing them. them, I'm losing them, I'm losing them. them. I'm losing them. <laughs> I wonder if he, he if he upped the fucking tempo trying uh, to bring him back. Mate, he, there were, he was certainly up tempo at the start, which is what made the meandering sort of fucking finish to the whole thing <laughs> even funnier because he just was like, all right. Oh, man. that is so good. Yeah, it was brilliant. Oh. But yeah. Karaoke's a fucking, can be a big day. It can be a big day. and Especially look, with a mixed crowd. Mm. I don't know about mixed crowd karaoke. It was... Um, you need to go with, like, good friends. That's what I was saying. Like, it was good fun still. Like, I had a good time. It's, I got to a point where I was just too fucking pissed and I left. But it was like, you get to... You, it's just... There's something about you need to be on, like, the identical wavelength with the people you're with so that... Same you, energy. Same energy. But, like, so you know the sort of shit, like, if you're going to pick a song or, like, you kind of just... Everyone gets where everyone's at as opposed to, like, there were some songs there I was like, I've never heard that song in my goddamn life. Like our... Mid forties friend who's had to chirp me from Mr. Brightside, which I didn't forget. Um, but anyway, I think that was it really for me for the rest of the weekend. Caught up with my family on Saturday, Sunday, same shit, man. You know, same shit, man. Same shit, bro. Same shit, man. That's how it is. Um, but look, I think that there has been um, a lot of sport. There has been. There's a lot to talk about. There's, there's a lot. lot. To, there's a lot for us to wade through. Now, I would like to do that with you if that if that's possible. Can we do that? I'd I'd really appreciate it. Okay, let's do that. Okay, great. Edward, let's kick things off with a bit of rugby league. Um, we obviously will get to the Combosis fight as well. I don't know if you watched that, but I did. It was fucking fantastic. But we'll get to that a little later on. Rugby league. Firstly, 
Thanks again to the Turbos for the potty yesterday. We've got Christian Welsh coming out this Sunday. It's a great yarn. Christian, phenomenal yarner. Uh, One of the great yarners of all time. But wanted to shout out our good friend, the Hectic Cheese, Brandon Smith, for just... It seems like every single fucking photo that that man has been in or video for the last 72 hours, maybe longer, he's been in a punters and dribblers hat. Looking unbelievable. Like he wears it well, doesn't he? Wears it well. And then you look, now the punter and the dribbler who don't have a black P's and D's had a look. Oh, you got any more? No, dude. This is what this is what scarcity's about. You get in when the getting's good. It's like an NFT, except it's a real one. You can't get any more. Non-fungible. Look, it's like an NFT, but you can actually wear it. Yeah, you can't wear an NFT. You know what I mean? Yep. Instead of carrying it around in your phone going, look at this hat I bought online, yeah. but it lives there. It's like, no, 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 you can buy this online, but mm. then it arrives and then you can wear it. But you can't wear the black cord because it's sold out, but now your opportunity is to not miss out on the next one, which you'll see fucking, I'm assuming, Brandon Smith wear. And then you'll be like, oh, you got any more of those fucking Hello Sports summer tan hats? That's right. That's what I'm wearing right now. If you're watching on YouTube, the summer tan hat will be on sale in the next 14 days. Let's put it that way. Less than. Next seven, probably. Next seven. Next seven. So make smart decisions moving forward because you don't want to be fucking up our assholes asking for this hat as well. And we go, oh, sorry, there's no more. You're an idiot. You should have got on it, like we said. Because that's what a lot of you did with the punters and dribblers hat. And now you see Brandon Smith there. Of course, Brandon manages to get his hands on one. He's a mover and shaker. Shaker and mover. Shaker and a mover. Now, the reason I want to talk about um, Sir Hectic first up because it's the biggest fucking news in rugby league at the moment but he went on ice's podcast what for the yktr mm. um and basically i listened to it yesterday it was a great yarn it was a great fucking yarn he went through every single fucking club basically who's like he's been meeting with what they did how and it like just sort of spoke about it openly it wasn't like that but he broke down like the way they did it and you know how the Titans did it as opposed to how the Dolphins did it. He's coming down the Roosters. He's met with fucking Trent Robinson and doing this. But, like, the way he spoke about the Roosters, I'd be shocked if he doesn't go there. Like, he's – he was like – he at one point he's like, I was looking at this jersey going, like, I want to win a premiership in that one day. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was going. He was going for it. So how did they roll out the red carpet? The Roosters? Yeah. So I think a lot of clubs he was saying, like, basically he was – I think that with him, like, he's never... He, he seems like a pretty straight up and down dude, right? He wasn't sort of speaking rudely or... He was just very honest. But he was saying, like, a lot of those other clubs were sort of parading him around a little bit. Like, oh, Brandon Smith's here checking out the club, whereas, like, the Roosters were doing everything fucking backdoor. Like, you know, he went to Robbo's house as opposed to the fucking club. He, mm. um, like, they were taking him into the leagues club, but they were taking him through, like, backdoor entrances and all this sort of stuff. Um, which was the only thing when I heard that, I'm like... I was like, ooh, I wonder if, how they're going to feel about you then talking about all that shit. But I was driving in here, and it's always the way because it's fucking new media versus old media, right? Like YKTR podcasting in general, new media, players sort of controlling the narrative and just being able to talk. He spoke about like clubs that were coming after him. He said Penrith had a nibble, Para had a nibble, Tigers had a nibble, Dolphins, Roosters, Titans, Storm, who he still hasn't spoken to. Um, but... Vossi on SEN this morning was like, 
fucking basically saying it was a disgrace he was like you hear these like what he's saying and it's like you know if you're a storm fan that'd make you sick da, 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 da. and i was like for like whatever like the old, i certainly know from an, like the older people are gonna be like what the fuck tut 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 like you can't be talking about all this stuff like you're still a storm fan and you're talking about another club so glowingly i'm like can't like fucking viliami kick out some of the dogs like it's also the it's like the off season as well we're not in the middle of the season where he's fucking nipping down to the roosters during, you know, his day yeah, off yeah, to get fucking yeah. paraded around. Like he's got a, it's just a generational change, I suppose. I feel like that's really what it I is. Think, I, think nothing, that's, I think that's probably what it boils down to. But it, it'll be interesting to see because no player really has done this. Like no player has spoken about uh, their sort of contract negotiations this openly. I kind of found it refreshing. I was like, it's interesting to know, like, uh, it's interesting to see how a club reacts, though. How clubs with the clubs are like, oh fuck, we don't want this out. Although they're more than happy to leak shit to fucking. But I don't. Like, I mean, it depends how you look at it, right? I think that it was certainly not top secret. It was no secret to anyone that the Roosters rolled out the red carpet. Apparently, played golf with fucking Jake Friend. Yeah, he shit, spoke like. spoke about that as well. So I don't think that part of it, that element of it, is a secret. No, in exactly. terms of it's talking so openly about how they do it, perhaps. You know, because then other clubs can listen and go, okay, well, maybe that's how we need to start. Yeah, it wasn't too much like <laughs> trade secrety giveaway stuff. It was like, But you know, from the perspective of if the cheese is sort of angling towards the fact that he liked it being a little bit more discreet when he was there instead of getting paraded around. Yeah, but the irony is that he's not being discreet in the way he's talking about it, which is completely his right. I'm not making a judgment on that. I just mean, you know, you're talking about it being discreet. I don't think that was like that was part of it. Anyway, it was interesting to hear him talk about like Trent Robinson, the way he sort of speaks and like all that sort of shit. But the thing Vossi was saying again on uh, the uh, on SEN this morning, which I'd be interested to know because we have a fucking Storm Turncoat fan in here in D or Dave, was that he was like, if you're a Storm fan, you'd be fucking furious to see he, to hear the way he spoke about another club and like you know the fact that he's like so publicly cruising around. And I thought, who better to ask than D or Dave? I think. I kind of get in a way where he's coming from, but if you are thinking that way about your club that like, oh, this player belongs to my club and he can't even talk and speak about other clubs, I feel like it's a bit of a like immature way to look at sport. Like at the end of the day, it's these dudes' jobs and it's their career and they're gonna move on and they're gonna leave the club. It's like, it, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not happy about it. I would love Brandon Smith to stay at the Storm, even though he looks just as good in black corduroy as he does in purple. <laughs> but yeah, like, but you is know, that, is that what it is? Like, you're not upset about him, uh, like, you're disappointed for, as a fan that you may not have an elite fucking player at your club. But, yeah. like, are you, do you find it upsetting to have him publicly speaking about another club like the, store, like the Roosters? Like, not really. I mean, yeah, it's more just like, oh, it's annoying he's not going to be at the club. But, you know, I like him as a dude. Yeah. And I want what's best for him. And I also think, like, giving more insight into the way these things work so it's not just this whole thing behind closed doors is a good thing as well. That's so fans are kind of more updated, more into it and be yeah. like, so so it's not like he signs for the Roosters without any other word and it's like, ah, oh, he just hates the Storm because, you know, the Roosters and the Storm are rivals so he's gone to play for the other club. Like, you can see, you know, mm. they've whined and dined in 69. Oh, he's so. been getting some fucking 69ing done. Yeah. That's for damn oh, sure. I wonder if that opinion that Dave has just given us punters and dribblers is the opinion of youth and it's or is that just his unique opinion whereas like the old timers seem to still be 
one club player rhetoric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, fucking pre-professionalism, one club player, loyalty, fucking all that crap. It's like that shit stopped being a thing like 20 years ago. But it's also a thing maybe that like... This is, maybe this is an extension of that. Like we're all pretty comfortable with the understanding that we live in a professional era. There's very few one club players, if, if, if any. It's all about the money and the dough and getting your fill while you can yeah. to a degree. But it's also about winning comps, obviously. But like in terms of like, oh, I love the club so much, I'm going to stay here. That sort of rhetoric's pretty Well, but especially rare. because the club loves you until they don't. Like it's it's a two-way street, well, right? Well, that's exactly it's right. It's like Nick Kotrick, who's like fucking the dogs for a year and then he's going to get fucking sacked off back to Raiders. Like it's it's so hypocritical in to- at times where it's like, you know, yeah, oh, loyalty is dead. Or like, don't be talking about another club while you're at this club. It's like, dude, it's not like this guy's going to play any less, like, uh, with any less passion for the Storm. Like, the way he spoke about the Storm was glowing as fuck as well, right? Like, it's just... Yeah, but you can't you can't call out the player for not being loyal when the clubs never are. Exactly. Well, everyone's loyal if it makes sense. But otherwise, it's about fucking, you know, business. Still business. I, I found it very interesting just to hear a player talk like that. And I did feel like I was like, ooh, this is going to get some blowback. I just could, t- knowing the rugby league media and the way it is and the way they like to be like, you know, oh, I wouldn't, you know, just, it's not the, it's not like the shut up and dribble sort of shit, but it's more a bit like, you know, we can report on all, we can report on your fucking life as much as we want. As the rugby league media, we can report on what you're getting paid or what are the clauses in your contract or if you're being difficult in negotiations. As soon as you start to take control of the fucking narrative and start telling telling everyone what it is, it's like, oh, this guy, I don't know how the clubs are going to like that. Also, if Vossi had that interview, he'd be loving it. Vossi had fucking come in his pants. He'd be coming in his pants going, oh, look at the fucking... Look at the transparency. It's great for the game. Yeah, it's really great. It's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Refreshing. Oh, the SEN exclusives. The, the fact they didn't get it is the only reason he's saying that. But that's also what's interesting as well, right, is that it's a new media. It's a podcast that has no affiliation with any club, has no affiliation with any fucking Fox Sports or, you know, Channel 9 or any of that. SEN. It's like this is YKTR, who is now like a – I guess you call him a YKTR athlete. Like he's sort of signed to him. And specifically, I don't know how that works. We spoke about it the other week though. But like... I think sort of like brand ambassador. Brand ambassador sort of shit. But like... I wonder how much visibility... Oh, that's also what Vossi's going like. It's some sort of a podcast. I don't know how many listens it'd get. I'm like, bruh, it'd probably get a fuckload more. I reckon like Vossi and those guys at Fox Sports who maybe sometimes pretend they don't know what's going on with YK Tunnel. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, do they... It's it's because Fox Sports aren't controlling the narrative when it comes to this and they're losing their, what they had before, of completely exclusive rights to clubs and players. I would find though, for someone like Vossi, whoever, like Vossi, enter media person name, but like, it's almost like irresponsible to be in the job you're in and not have a visibility on podcasting. Or an understanding of like oh, some sort of a podcast that does it like, but again, is that is that he, the language he's using to sort of appease his potentially older audience? You um, know? Like yeah. we're all in the same camp here. We don't know what this new fang dangled fucking technology is. But then he's got a fucking podcast. He podcasts like exactly. Every so he knows what podcasts are. So he's using that rhetoric to try and disparage. Yes. or it's weird. Like it's exactly uh, what he's trying to do. Yeah. 
Because he knows what he knows what a podcast is. No, he wasn't saying he didn't know what a podcast was. I don't want to misrepresent the way he was, but it was like, you know, some podcast. I don't know if it gets many views. It was this sort of like, I don't know. It was sort of it was this sort of denigrating of like the legitimacy of it because it wasn't fucking. I think it'll get it more like, than you, Vossi. I would imagine it'll get a fuckload more. Vossi doesn't rate really. Well, I mean, it's just sort of, it's AM radio. I don't know what fucking, and also ratings, dude. We've been there before. Radio ratings are fucking bizarre anyway. But again, it's not like Fill an anti- in your postal survey. Yeah, it's not mm. an anti-Vossi thing there, but it was just, it was interesting because then it was, I saw it on Fox um, last night. Like it was big. As soon as I heard it, I go, this thing's going to be fucking in an off season, no less. This would be big news during regular season, in an off season where rugby league media types are fucking foaming at the dick for content. But like, and there's not a whole lot doing. It's just, it's just straight away. It's the turn to the like, oh, look at this like mouthy fucking entitled NRL player. It's like, dude, he wasn't. I could see how a Roosters fan or a Storm fan, like I can, I could see where I knew it was going to come. Right, I knew that was the the angle they were going to take. But it's like it really wasn't. Maybe he's not a manly player, and that's why. But like, I tell you what. He's in fucking big demand. Dude, such big demand. Such big demand. Like humongous And that's probably demand. why he can afford to do it as well because I think the Dolphins are offering him the most money. But by the way it sounded, he wants to go to the Roosters. I tell you what, the Dolphins struggling. There's two more marquee players on the market, Cheese and Kalen Ponga. Yeah. It's not sounding like they're going to get the Cheese. That leaves Ponga left. Very, very distinct possibility they start coming to the comp no marquee player. That'll be... It'll be that, like a tidbit side. And yeah. I was reading this morning, no club has come into the comp without like a, a big, a big name. They're going to have to pay overs, overs if they don't get Cheese or Kalen. <clears throat> but apparently that's the only players that are off market. Sorry. So if, that's it. I'm saying if Cheese goes... They're going to have to throw the fucking kitchen sink at Kalen. Yeah. And as we said last night or a couple of weeks ago, you don't necessarily want to be the first to go no canary in the coal mine you don't want to you, yeah because fuck i take the leap of faith and then no fucker joins me and now i'm back to square one with a shit side yeah but and you know five year rebuild yeah but now i'm eating fucking i fill it every night yeah but i yeah and i feel it's nice yeah i think what kalen was gonna do realistically with my realistic hat on mm, is put it on He's going to see how the f- first half of the season goes. Yeah. See if Joey can really get him firing like Michael Pride keeps telling us. Yeah. And then he'll make a call. If they start the season fucking... Oh, and 10. Yeah. When they, you know, in the 13th or 14th or something, he's probably going to go, you know what? I might just Fuck go this. Let's go to the fish. Let's go eat some eye fillet. Get you know me what up I mean? to the fish, eat eye fillet. I might eat marble every night. Yeah. Really marbled stuff. Like super marbled. Oh, like yeah, yeah. creamy marbled. Yeah. Like holy shit. Melt in your mouth This marble. thing has been marbled to within an inch of its life. Yep. High grade. I can see that happening. I could see it happening. But I, I can mean, see fuck. a world in which that's possible. You'd want to, if you're the Dolphins, you'd, you'd want something. But um, watch it today. I think it'll blow up again. I can't wait to see. It'll be fucking newspaper. It'll be this week. It'll be like your, your newspaper journos. It'll be on some fucking... It'll just be everywhere where they're like taking shots at him, I imagine. He seems like a really down-to-earth dude as well. Just, again, from seeing the, um, the interviews and the way he talks about it. Like, it's not... He's not being pretentious. How old is he, Dave? 
He's young. Uh, he's 25. He's 25. He's not that young, but he's young. Do you know what's crazy? What he said in there as well. He goes, before this season, the 2021 season, where he played the whole year at hooker, um, before this season, he'd only play, he'd played less than two games worth, uh, two full games worth of hooker in the NRL. He'd been playing back row, front row, fucking this. He'd only played like 120 minutes or something of hooker. Are you serious? He was like, dude, he was like, I've got so much improvement in me. And then they were, and Ice was like, where do you reckon? He's like, bro, like literally everywhere. Like I need to improve in fucking every aspect of the game. But like being the fucking, being the number one hooker in the game and only having played like one full season there. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's crazy as well, considering last year it was kind of the same deal with Harry Grant. Complete rookie and then just like best hooker of the year. Well, Cam Smith got hooker of the year, but I know what you mean. The, yeah. the, the, but even kept well, sorry, to your point though, right here, he went to the Tigers and just fucking ripped, yeah, right? Which is impressive. Yeah. So was this year his first year at the storm? Yeah. Like, he, like he playing had, first grade sort of thing? Like Yeah, he, I think he'd played one game maybe off the bench or something. Yeah, before, right. This was the first year. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting what happens there with the old cheesy boy, but great potty from uh, the YKTR crew and ice. Like it was, it was actually very good. Um, but more importantly, cheese getting around looking like he's a fucking hello sport athlete at this point with the punters and dribbles out. Looks like we've signed him, which we haven't yet. We might poach him and pay him in dribble and yarn. Well, that's the only way we would pay him. Mm. Pay him in dribble and in yarn. Yep. It's high currency. Worth a shitload. It's worth a shitload. We move on to another story in Rugby League, Eddie, unless there was anything else you wanted to add there. No, that's fine, man. Reed Marnie, obviously, another hooker in the game. He's bailed on the, in the Eels, which I think, you know, look, we get a lot of flack as anti-Eels on this podcast. Is that confirmed, confirmed? I so? think it's, yeah. I think Brad Arthur, like it's confirmed, it's, it's, it's confirmed as it's going to get. Like I think Brad Arthur sort of acknowledged players are leaving and shit. But, but yeah, you're right. You and I get a shitload of heat for being too negative eels yeah. in this podcast. Which is, we couldn't said, be further from the truth. As we've said a million times, all we do is call it how we see it. Yes. That's all we do. And if we happen to see the eels in a certain way, then that's how we'll call it. And also, I like... All the Eels players, they're all throbbers. Love them. Love them. It's not about the individual. It's about the collective. Yep. And when I run my eye over that Eels side, I think to myself, that team won't win the comp. And that's all I'm being on. I'm just being honest. That side won't win the comp. Well, it's interesting you say that because but Brad, now, Brad Arthur's come out and said something different. Yeah. But now, with them losing Papali, with them losing Reid Marnie, I'm like, this this side is falling apart at the seams. Yeah, like they're... So Brad Arthur, I saw this on Clarkie's RL column on the old Instagram. So he's quoted Brad, like Brad's quoted somewhere as saying it. I don't think he spoke directly to Clarkie, but I didn't see where Clarkie got it from. It was in the Sydney Morning Hill. I've got the article. Brad Arthur has said that in light of the players that are leaving at the end of 2022... The boys have made a pact. Have they? They've made a pact. As a club, as a collective, as a team. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, I'd love to. They're going to win the comp in 2022. That's the pact? Yeah, that's a promise. They're going to do it. Pinky promise? I think it's a pinky promise. Dave, can you confirm if it was a pinky promise? Sounds like it was. Yeah. There's, he, there's no details on what kind of promise, but he has also said that. I think we can um, assume. Can you just also Google, is pinky promise stronger than a normal promise? Yeah. Um, what, what, did, what else did he say though? He, he also said, the club is in a better place than it's ever been. It will be bigger than any of us. 
He said this, you know, we've tried to do the best to manage our cap. Obviously, it's impossible to keep all your best players. Fair enough, he goes. But he thinks that the club is in a better place than it has ever been. Than it's ever been? That I mean, seems like seems a bold call considering, considering those fucking like those 80s sides were pretty good. <laughs> Maybe he's just talking about it as like a business because he can't be talking about it as a side because they didn't win the comp last year and they won't win it in 2022. I can't say that for sure. Well, I mean, I, I have my beliefs strongly held as they are, but they have made a pact. And it sounds like it's a pinky promise. Yeah, it sounds pact. like it's a pinky promise. Does that concern you, Tom? That they've made a pinky promise to be premiers? Yes. <laughs> a like, premiership pinky promise. Like a pem yeah, premiership pinky promise. Does that... Because as we know, historically, the pinky promise holds tremendous weight. Well, it's like if you make a pinky promise, you better not break it. Or I think it's like a five billion years bad luck. To your question before, Eddie, it seems there's only one thing that's stronger than a pinky promise, and that is an advanced pinky promise, which... Uh, is obviously similar setup to a regular pinky promise, except the ramifications for losing is you have to cut your pinky off. Ooh. Are you serious? I mean, it's on Urban Dictionary. I don't know how common it is in regular life, but... What is the history of the pinky promise? There you go. Now we're getting into it. Where has the pinky promise come from? Now we're getting into it. What's the origin story, punters and dribblers, of the pinky promise? Because we all know... We're all taught, we're all reared with one singular belief that the pinky promise is the strongest of the promises. Yes. What's, I mean, it is the strongest of the promises. We know that. We do know that. That That's we what don't I just know. said. So no. it's, um, it originated in Japan uh, in what looks like the uh, 17th or 18th century. It, it yeah, has existed old. in America since 1860. Yep. And so Japanese people would do it and also kiss their palm to seal the deal. Uh, it's, considered to be, it's considered to be the highest regard of promises. Um, and yeah, the Japanese origin word was yubikiri, which mm -hmm. means finger cut off. So I don't know if there was something that... I think did. just looking at that then, the idea is that if you don't keep your promise, you remove We cut your, your finger off. Yeah, you're putting your pinky on it. Some even say that the promise was created by the Yakuza, who were known for cutting fingers off. That's not confirmed. I wouldn't take that to the bank, but it does say here. Wouldn't surprise Do you me. think the Eels players have gone with an advanced pinky promise and that we could potentially see them in 23 missing pinkies? I mean, it would make sense. Desperate times. Call for desperate measures. Desperate measures. You know, what do we do differently? We've tried to just get them to play well because they're contractually obligated or, you know, like team morale and all that sort of shit. Let's show them some old footage of fucking, you know, past glory. Let's get Sturlo in to talk to him. That hasn't worked. Now is the threat of losing a finger the only way to get this team to play well? Because now it's also a thing about racing the clock. Also, is Brad Arthur saying that they've made a pact to win it this year and acknowledgement that they definitely won't win it without these players, in which case letting them go was a fucking mistake? I think reading between the lines, Tom, Brad Arthur has realised that after this year, we can't win in his own eyes. He's admitting to the people that their, his premiership window is closed after next year. 
I don't think it's open now. No, it's not. He he's, thinks it is. He, yeah. We differ on that opinion. That's fine. People have differing opinions. That's fine. That's what makes the world go around. But that's exactly what he's fucking saying. He's not an idiot. Certainly not an idiot. We got full respect for Brad, but he ain't winning that goal. And they're not going to win the comp when Reid Barney's gone. I can promise no. you that. So there are, safe to say, a fair few pinkies on the line. I was reading as well this morning, the Eels refused to pay $800,000, more than $800,000 for a player. That's yeah. like written into stone. But so that, we, and we spoke about this with Kempi when we did that emergency one last week, right? That'll get you out of a hole. Like you'll be able to get a, you know, that might get you out of a fucking like coming last sort of thing. But then like you need a throb, you need throbbers at the top of the fucking well, pile. You need, well, you know what you need, Tom? You know what you need? You need game breakers. Can I give you an example? Give me one. Moneyball. Great the film. Oakland Athletics. Haven't seen it. Is it the A's? Oakland, Oakland A's. A's. Oakland yeah. Athletics, yeah. They did this, they uh, employed this thing called Moneyball, right? Where they're like, they look at statistically what it takes to get to the playoffs and what you'll need to get there. And they stack their side with like have beans and fucking like a couple of rogue operators mm. and basically a bit part side, pull it all together, all the fucking baseball minds are like what the fuck this won't work ends up working right but what they found utilizing this money ball approach with no throbbers because they had no money was that you can get to the playoffs can't win the comp big game players in big moments stand up make big plays that's how you win shit yeah, statement players Eddie. statement players stand up make statements and statement games that is how you win the comp you need big boys to stand up break the game apart get you the w in the most tense of moments. Yeah. Now the Eels employing a similar-ish method aren't going to win the comp because you need a little bit more than that. Now you could argue they've got some fucking, you know, they've got Gutho. Moses. They've got Moses. They've got Reed. Like they're pretty much there. But based on what I've seen over the last two seasons, they're just a... They're a couple of yards back. Yeah, they're no, their throbbers aren't as throbber as throbby as as they might need to be. Yeah, as other teams' throbbers. Yes, they don't throb at a high enough level. No, consistently enough to win the comp. Yeah. Now, what are we saying in a roundabout way? The Eels won't win the comp in twenty twenty two. What are we also saying? They'll lose after pinkies. that. I think that it's all over forever for them. Potentially. Yeah, well, it's already over forever anyway, but I think then it sort of sets in for the play, the fans. I feel sorry for the fans, though. If I if my club let, let Reed money, I'd be pissed off. You'd be pissed off, would you? Yeah. I'd be fucking ropeable. I'd be pissed off. Like, he's in the top four best players in your side. Top three, maybe. Moses, Reed, Gutho. Potentially. Spine player. Um, I would be disappointed if my club let a player like him go. I would also be disappointed if the rumours to be to, um, believed is that they've lowballed him significantly. Yeah. yeah. You'd be going, hey, dude, like, let's not lowball Reed Marnie. You don't want to get lowballed. Ben you, but also fun. when you see, like, Phil Gould doesn't just go after nobodies, you know? Phil Gould doesn't just go after nobodies and you see that he's, like, flopping that big old ageing cock his out on the table and going, Reed, get over here. Like, this is where you want to be. We want you. Whereas the Eels like, oh, no, we won't fucking He has made over. serious waves, Big Phil, in like, what, the last two months? Yeah, it would seem so. 
Not long at all. No. Very impressive work. Excited to see how they go. Same. It's funny though, right? Like the only thing that I don't like is that now I've got to wait another year for him, for him and uh, kick out to get there. I'm like, I want to just, I want him there now. Fuck it. Just go. Obviously, if I was a Manly fan and that was happening to Michael, I wouldn't. But you know what I mean? Like, well, it's true. He can't go now. He's made a pinky promise. Well, that's true. Well, it's probably the only thing he can go. Uh, later. I'm out. Sorry. Go on to the dogs. Um, but interesting to know that then they're having a crack at cheese, Parramatta. It's like they let Reed go and they're going to have a crack at cheese. It's like, you better have a almighty crack at cheese. Otherwise, you're just a fuck. Like, if you aren't having an almighty crack at the cheese... After you've let Reed go, why the fuck did you let Reed go? Because if you're lowballing Reed, yes, you're getting a better player potentially, like not much better. Reed's a fucking Origin player. Reed got picked for Origin, at least in the squad. But like, if you're gonna let Reed go after lowballing him allegedly, but then have a crack at the cheese, like, what do you think the cheese is gonna come for? Like, what well, do you think you have to pay him? Well, that's they. They have obviously either played one of the great shockers of all time, which is a distinct possibility, or they're going, let's lowboard Reed. If we get him, good. And then we've just got shitloads more in the caps for us to go and fucking play around. Or he'll tell us to get fucked, which is likely, and then we go <laughs> super hard at the cheese. But if he, they think they can walk into town and go, oi, oi, cheese, come over here for fucking 200 grand when the Dolphins are offering a million. Mm. Good luck to you, brother. Very good luck. We wish you all the best, Eels. Bold play from you guys. Bold play from you guys. And also, let's be honest, you've already admitted that you're not going to, you, you don't like playing pay, paying players much. So I don't think that in a seven horse race, you're any shot at all. No, when you're going to lowball, because it's not like you've got the uh, gravitas of uh, Roosters and Trent Robinson. And when, also, the cheese probably looks at Bondi, the Eastern Suburbs, goes, I like, I could get a bit of that. This is my vibe. I, I can get, get a bit of that. Here. That's a serious vibe for mine. Yeah. I've got mates around here. The East would look good on cheese. I think cheese knows that. Also, he looks at that fucking rooster side and goes, holy shit, that side's hot as fuck. Mm. That is a hot, hot side. What do you then think he's like, of- oh, Trent Robinson, that's a hot, hot coach. Oh, yeah. that stadium they're building. Oh, that's pretty fucking hot as oh, well. Oh, that's cool. I imagine all the third parties I'll be able to get around here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Nick Pilatus, thank you very much. That was a generous gift. That was a very generous gift. Like, it's... He said, and I don't know if There's a lot he, going on. I don't know if he, like, if this was sort of a... Exactly how it happened or whether he was just talking more broadly or generally, but he was saying that when he was out playing golf with Friendy... Jake Friend, and I think it was, um, who was the great utility? Oh, Mitch Orbison. Mitch Orbison. Um, and he was like, talking about how like, um, at Melbourne, the administration and the football department are very separate. Like, it's not like they're against each other. They're just like very separate. Whereas like at the Roosters, they're just one. He was like, when we were out there playing golf, like fucking Politis just called one of the boys to check how they were doing. Like Politis is in LA doing something. And he just called Jake Friend to like, you know, say it out. Like he, you know, they're, they're that tight that it's like just checking in to see how they're going. And I was like, if that's, if that, if that is how it went down, that Polite is called Friend just while they happen to be playing golf, fucking to check how they're doing from LA because they're such a family club. I'm like, 
I'm not buying that for a second in the sense that as if fucking Uncle Nick doesn't have 100% visibility on the fact that, all right, you're out with cheese now. All right, I'll call you and check on, check in and see how you're doing. Mate, you don't get to be a billionaire without fucking being a bit of a wily old prick. Exactly. Like he, this is in his first signing. It's no. not his first rodeo. No. You can fucking believe that. He go, mate, I'm going to call you at a certain time. Let's get that whole family club vibe going. Yeah. Look, we're looking after Friendy, even though he's had to retire, and I check in on the boys, even though I'm fucking a billionaire. Orbo still fucking, you know. What do you, what you reckon Belitis is on the blow to these players all day, every day? I don't think so. No. Just happen to call while you're out there playing golf with the cheese. Oh, what a coincidence. Yeah. What a coincidence. Whoops. But I respect the shit out of that. No, same. Because that's it. smart footy. It's yeah. eyes up. Anyway, so good luck to uh, the Eels. Um, good luck to the Eels. But that's tough, dude. That's as tough as it gets. I'd be fucking fuming. Now, Eddie, um, some <coughs> footage came across my desk over the weekend that I needed to, to sort of speak to you about. Um did you see the Fox, Josh Adokar, scoring a match-winning try in the Oztag Sydney Sydney competition? I haven't seen it. Is it a concern for you and the Bucks? Are you officially Div 1? Where does this all sit, you know, if you're going to have to come up against the Fox in some, like, you know, hectic Div 1 battle? I'm assuming Fox a Div 1 player. Fox would be a Div 1 player. It's not uncommon to see boys like that running around every now and then. He's not in my comp, though. Oh, he's not? No. Are you sure of that? Well, you just said the Sydney comp. Well, I just saw him running around in Sydney. Well, did playing. it look like Centennial Park? It either You know that pretty well. It either did or it didn't. Centennial? I would say unlikely. It was Homebush. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. So you're not too concerned? Not concerned. So there's no, like, finals where you come up against, like, no, the No, there isn't. We're the still best. in Div 1. Guess we got this week? Wood Ducks? Wood Ducks. Fuck, they've done well to stay at the top of the tree, haven't they? They have. St- they've done very well. Oh, we expecting very well. we haven't we haven't played out. them in two years. Has it been that long since the Wood Ducks? Fuck, we've been doing this. Well, the Wood Cucks. What? It's eighteen months. It's been eighteen months. Yeah, right. Since they fucking destroyed us eight two in the semi-finals. Yeah, and that looked their lippy assholes as well, which made it harder to take. That was very hard. It was mm. fucking tough to take. Yeah, does that? Would you say that's professionally the darkest moment of your career? Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Because we'd, we'd done well to recover from a shaky start in Div 2, mm. Div 1 rather, yep. build our way up to the finals, make the top four, looking to build on momentum and roll into the final for a famous W. Yep. And got absolutely pumped. And they were lippy. And they talked a lot of shit. And that makes it even harder. Yeah, it does make it difficult. Makes, makes it, really, it really difficult. But that's all right. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll check in on Monday, Tom. Well, yeah. So, what, so Thursday what time? Don't know. Okay. Because obviously... I've got to get down to a game at some point soon, just from a sideline perspective. I'm not, I'm not looking. You're going to lace up? Mm, certainly not in the immediate future. Why? Look, if you need me, I'll come down and I'll fucking throw a couple of no lookers, some shusses, some cutout balls. That's about all I've got in me. Well, you know what? I haven't played since I've become since I've lost a few. So maybe I'm going to be a little bit more agile on the feet. Who knows? But I'll definitely want to get down there as much to bloody capture some of the footage of yourself and the boys at work mm. ripping and tearing um but obviously it just depends on some external factors tom let's talk a little cricket yep the captain well the former captain of the nation the former wicketkeeper for the nation for the national test side tim Payne, has taken an 
indefinite leave of absence. Yeah. Obviously, the situation has taken a toll on his poor soul and is stepping away from the test side. Won't be in the first test. I think, Tom, if I can go off vibe and vibe alone, I don't think we'll see him in a baggy green again. I think this might be it for Tim. Maybe, which is sad if it is, and I think grossly unfair. But it is what it is. It is. Someone pointed out something interesting, and it went a little something like this. This incident of which he was cleared of was about, you know, wasn't... It was basically as similar to time to when Steve Smith stood down in disgrace or was stood down in disgrace Mm. after Sandpaper Gate. He's back. Got the VC. Yeah, I think it's like the recency thing, right? So, well, I think there's a couple of things. They're saying they wouldn't have, they didn't stand him down. He chose to stand down himself. You know, like it's all that sort of shit. I wonder, from a purely sporting standpoint, what is worse as a cricketer? To cheat on your missus or to cheat in the game? It was a bigger scandal cheating in the game. I think it is. Like, and I'm not saying, obviously, cheating on your fa- on your well, It doesn't matter or, if you think it is, it was. Well, yeah, it was. And it would be. That was like global headlines. Yeah. It was massive. Yeah. Think about Steve Smith getting fucking dragged through that airport on the yeah, way home. Yeah, I know. That was outrageous. Swarm. That was crazy. You'd think he'd murdered someone. Oscar Pistorius didn't get that much coverage. No, he didn't. So I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. I just think it's, I just think it's, it's, it's. It's a bit of a non-issue if, again, like we said, let's not get into it. We've fucking said no, it we've a talked about times. It. We've talked about it a million times. Um, I was just pointing out, I thought that was interesting. Yes. I'd read that, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, some dribble that sent that in. And it was like, yeah, that is interesting, I guess, because it's just, they were, the argument would be that he wasn't stood down by Cricket Australia, even though he kind of was. Um, so, I don't know. Um, but I think... I would like him to come back and play one test at least over the summer. Like, I would happily see him uh, come back in for whoever the fuck they get to replace him, which we'll get to in a moment. But I think what we need to do, Eddie, is officially welcome in the 47th test captain of this nation, Paddy Pat Cummins. Old blowers. First bowler since Richie Benno, first full-time bowler ever, I believe. Pat, from from us to you, if there's anything we can do to help just throughout your tenure, happy to do it. It can be from anything from, you know, running drinks, doing a load of whites at the end of a day's play. Happy, whatever, whatever you need, we can do it. Maybe you need dinner cooked. Yep. Maybe you need your underwear pressed. Look, if you're an iron, your undies sort of an operator... That's fine. That's that's. I'm not going to. I don't. I don't iron my undies. Tom, you don't iron yours. I don't iron anything. But that doesn't mean that we can't iron them for you. Listen, do we outsource the ironing to someone else and take a clip? That's not important. Also, maybe, maybe eventually, but right out of the gates, I'm pressing them myself. No, no, out the gates because I need to. I need to know the job's done properly, Tom. Completely. But I'm saying, Eddie, at some point. If we're ironing, you know, what, five pairs of undies, seven pairs of undies per player a week, that might just become, like, we don't want to be purely just ironing your underpants. We are going to want to be able to focus on other things, so we will potentially have to outsource 
the ironing and the pressing of underpants at Al so that we can get other things going. And yeah, we may take a clip. It's the offer's there if you want yeah, it. It's not, about, that all it's not about generating revenue, but it's just like a small nominal yeah. fee so look, that we can... Look, if you call me up, you say, Eddie, Tom, I've got some potatoes that need to be peeled. I've got the mash, some potato that needs to be mashed because I'm having a nice rice dinner tonight. Yeah. I go, Pat, that's fine. Yeah, that's all good. That's because you've got a lot on your plate. God knows you've got more on your plate than arguably anyone in recent memory. Mm. A fast bowler also skippering the nation. That's a big task. That there's a lot going on there. Yeah. That's why they always pick a batter because they don't fucking do anything in the field except take a couple of catches and strategize. Yeah. Whereas you, bowling bloody ten over fucking spells, ripping and tearing for the nation, taking wickets at you know, at will almost. Sometimes you're gonna need your potatoes peeled. I'm happy to do that for you. Happy to peel your potatoes, happy to boil your spuds if you need them to, and happy to, after they've been boiled, drain them, bit of butter, get to mashing. That's right. If you need me to start, you know, live in, he's got a kid on the way. We're now already here. He's a dad now. If you need Tom to be a wet nurse, that's a possibility. I can do that. I can get back on the lactation cookies if it's required. If, well, uh, think about it this way, Tom. If the nation requires you to, to start lactate. lactating again, then that's what you're going to need to do. Yep. Because there is an Ashes series on the line here, whether you like it or not. You may see me sitting up in the stands with the wags, baby Cummins on my on my fucking lactating <laughs> chest, yeah, with a muslin over it to obscure the face, yeah. obviously, and a beautiful tasteful. pink caftan on day three. Yeah, oh, absolutely. For Jamie McGrady, I'll obviously have something pink on, but like, <laughs> you know. I tell you what, it'd be an outrage, Eddie, and I'm not prepared for this. I know that some breastfeeding mothers go for it. If I get called out for breastfeeding in public, I'm going to fucking flip my lid. It's natural. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Get off my fucking case. Get off your fucking case. That yeah. baby's just looking for a feed. And, and Pat's looking for a wet nurse. Yeah, that's right. And that's just, you know, people helping people. I think it's also important for us to welcome in Becky Boston, soon to be Becky Cummins, the official first lady of the nation. Well, that's why I think that there's potential for you to need to start lactating again because Becky's got to get... she got a lot on her plate She's too. Get, her social calendar's just filled up overnight. Bang, like that. Being the first lady of Test Cricket or first lady of the nation from a WAG perspective is a hell of a lot of responsibility. Yep. A hell of a lot. It's... I will say this, Eddie, and this would be my only concern, but it's... I, I trust Becky to be a woman of the highest moral standing... Uh, and now, obviously, the mother to the heir to the throne. Mm. She is English. I don't know if that's a bad omen. I hope not. Or whether it's like where... where How long has she been in this fine land for? Well, we long enough to steal Pat's heart and long enough for them to forge a relationship of some substance to the point where he's felt comfortable enough to, you know, I guess, ask to spend the rest of his life with her yes. and also to sire a child. So I'm assuming she's been here for a minute. Look, I'd say this. Obviously, I'm not stoked about it. I'm not, I'm not like wrapped about it. Yeah. But love is love and love finds a way. Yeah. And if in this occasion, love has found its way from an English woman to an Australian man's heart, as long as she's staying down here, they're rearing the child in Australian conditions on Australian pitches in the Australian climate, yeah. then I'm pretty happy with it. And she's- I'd also, Tom, like to see her sit down, do a citizenship test. Yeah. What's the Don's average at Al? At Al, 
Give me the five base ingredients of Vegemite. Yep. Like a sommelier, actually. Like, where's this Vegemite made? Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, this is from the something region. Yeah. Well, this is Vegemite. Yeah. Well, yeah. you just know, won't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is either Promite, Vegemite, Marmite, whatever. Okay, that's what we do then. Yeah. I think that's it. Blind test, Promite, Marmite, yeah, Vegemite. Yeah. She passes that. She sits down after a, you know, a long, hard day of wagging about and she, she knocks the top off one. Yeah. Has a bloke. Has a bloke. Well, probably has to scull one like... Yeah, um, he's to Bob. Becky, she's true blue. Yeah, she's, she's a, a piss pot, pot through and through. through. She's a bastard, bastard, so they say. Try to go to heaven, heaven but she went the other way, she went down. Down, 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 you, down. You know down. what we're saying, Punisher? But Becky will put them away. If she puts them away, then I'm pretty happy. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. But if she's like, oh, Patty, let's go back to England. Like, nah, nah, nah. nah. She don't, you can't be dropping that, Becky. Nah, Becky. No, 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 no. 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 We'll fly the family out here if we need to, but you aren't taking Pat back. No. Pat's not going back. Pat's Australian. So's your kid. So are you. You have to renounce your English. And that's how it's got to be. Yeah. That's how it's got to be. I'd also start maybe drawling your fucking vowels and shit. Well, just trying to get an Australian accent. We go to a dialect coach. Yes. Go to a dialect coach. Well, I just think that... Let's get... I mean, Okay, well, put it this way, Tom. Put it this way. We don't want to ruffle feathers. We don't want to unsettle people. If it's, let's just say, for example, it's two all going into the fifth test. Becky hosting a luncheon, a gala. Mm. She will be, she'll be hosting luncheons, dude. And she gets up there in front of the, in front of the ladies at the luncheon, two all, tied on a knife's edge, yeah. and she gets up with the English accent. Is it going to throw people no, she's off? She's got to go. Is it going to make people uncomfortable? Get day. Yeah, get day, everyone. She's got to go full ocker. Yep. Suck cunts. Get day, fuckers. Yeah. So we need, we need a dialect coach yeah. pronto. Pronto. And I think she needs to come out publicly and maybe, I don't know. Denounce. Denounce, his denounce the England. queen. No, yeah. come out and call the queen a bitch. Yeah. Go fucking, she's a big bitch. Yeah, no. The queen's a bitch. Yeah. Hate to say it, but she's a bitch. Yeah. I think that that's the least that she can do for the nation right now. If I'm prepared to fucking. Call the queen a cow and, start, we, and we'll be sweet. <laughs> start shelving lactation cookies. The least she can do is get out there and go, the queen's a. Queen's a cow. Well, mate, in the hierarchy of what's more, you know, probably demanding, you pound a lactating cookies into the earth until milk nope. starts coming out of your nipples, and then you're up there in the bloody stands with the ladies with a... The Jane Try. <laughs> in the Jane Try with baby Cummins on your nipple. Yeah. In a pink caftan. I think the least she can do... Is come is, out and denounce the Queen yeah, publicly. Yeah. Call the Queen a cow. Pretty easy, really. <laughs> what's more difficult? Yeah. What's and also like let's let's fucking put it in context. Your man's now the forty seventh test captain of the nation. Mm. Never been done by a bowler, really. No. He needs all the support he can get. And what better way to do that for him? Not just for the nation, which you are now adopting, but for your man to come yep. out and go, Listen, I'm proud of you. Can't wait to see you skip the nation. Fuck the Queen. Yeah, love you. Love you, fuck the Queen. I think that's powerful. I think it yeah. sends a powerful message. Prince Andrew's a creepy cunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Prince Andrew, yeah. yeah, not all there. Prince Andrew, sus, Queen's a bitch. Yeah. Go Australia. Yeah. There we go. Beautiful. There we go. Beautiful. Now, now, as, now as a nation, we're switched on. We're like, okay, Becky's the real deal. Becky's Becky the real deal. Becky's here takes. for us. Well, Becky's going the big lift to get the urn back down here again. I like it. She's here for the right it. reasons. She's here for the right reasons. She's for love. Yeah. Here for love. I like it. I'm into it. I think it's nice. I think it's great. I think it's powerful. Now, I am interested to see how this all plays out. Obviously, he's going to have to... 
Or use, smudge the vice as well. He's going to have to use smudge as a, a serious sounding board. A serious sounding board. But that works. Like it it having smudge in, in the slips, being able to evaluate it from like a where's the game at position. Like if Pat's having a bowl. But do, you think Pat, like, do you think Pat will field on the boundary? Well, he can feel close in. You saw that bloody run out he did against India a few years ago. But do you know what I mean? I think I don't think I don't think he can field on the of boundary. Of course, no, he can't field on the boundary. He's yeah, the you got to get a feel for the game. Yeah, he's got to be in close. He's got to be in close. Um, but he can do that. He's he's got he's a good fielder, I think. From my again, like minimal fucking, you know, my well, my very top down view of fucking anything to do with sport i'm just fucking here to observe and talk shit i, I think he's I gotta be he's i think he's gotta be in the slips no i don't think so that's what, what that's, you put him at point or something i don't know but like that's just i don't think you have to be in the slips uh necessarily and that's maybe why someone having someone like smudges uh would you captain, like to see him in the slips not if he's not the best fucking slips fielder i wouldn't just because you're captain i don't want you in the fucking slips he's got good hands i know he's got good hands but i'm just saying is he the best slipper don't know. Don't know. Someone more knowledgeable will be able to fill us in. He seems too tall. Look, I don't know if that is true either. I have met Pat once. I don't remember feeling completely over, overwhelmed with his height. And I feel like I could do the slips. So, I mean, if we're the same height, then I don't think it's a fucking issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. Because I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I could definitely do it. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have any like I'm cool with it. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. You hope it doesn't fucking put too much pressure on the boy, and he just gets out there and rips. I did like that he was interviewed. Him and Smudge being interviewed, and it was like they were asking about in the wake of sort of everything that had happened. Tim Payne now indefinitely taking indefinite leave from the game. How does he see the like? Is he sort of? I guess it was like, how does that make him feel considering he's now in the captaincy role and that, you know, it's such a highly scrutinized position and this, and he was like, he was like, oh, it doesn't, it actually make, it doesn't make me feel, I'm paraphrasing here as well. Uh, but like he was saying, it didn't really make him feel very comfortable how, uh, I guess, largely unforgiving people are uh, and the lack of ability that someone is given in the i guess public eye or at least the cricket team to like to grow to make mistakes to learn and to grow he's like we're gonna have players coming to this team who could be fucking 20 19 you know like pat was 18 when he debuted i think mm. like you make mistakes and then you fucking grow and learn and come back from them. it's like it can't just be a one time thing like oh you do this and you're done like and i just found that very he was like we got to be kinder to people i was like dude i was like i saw that and i went he's ready just the way he handled it, like Smudge just sat there nodding his head like a robot. Just, you know. Well, that's his role. That's his role. He's just, a, he's a nodder now. But it was like Pat was, was, uh, what's the word I'm looking Presidential. Would you follow him into battle? Fuck yeah, I would. Fuck yeah, I would. As long as Becky denounces the Queen. But if she does that, yeah. I mean, I'd follow him regardless, but like it'd make me feel more comfortable if she denounces the Queen. Well, that's good. They're good signs. Good early signs. Yeah. Great early signs. We're not far from first test, Eddie. We're like, bro, we are like fucking, it's December. Do you want to know how close we are, Tom? We're like seven, eight, nine, ten days, nine days, ten days. We are Wednesday week. Nine days. Holy shit, Wednesday week. That's so horny, dude. That's horny. That's horny, horny stuff. We pray to every God imaginable that the rain fucks off 
Where's the first test? Brisbane. We'll Brisbane. be fine up there. I hope to Christ that's true. I hope. Doesn't rain a whole lot up there. Touch wood. Touch wood. Arvo storms. Tropical Arvo storms. Well, look, I, we can we can afford to lose a session or two, but that's it. Otherwise, just give me horny cricket and give, give me, me day cricket. one. Beautiful, sunny, balmy. I think Cummins goes out and he takes fucking Pfeiffer. Well, I'd prefer us to bat first session, personally. No, I'm saying in the first innings we'll take oh, Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah, 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 big time. Now, who keeps wicket? 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 Now, Alex Carey's put his fucking hand up and he goes, okay, you need a new wicket keeper? How about I go out there and score 100? Yeah, one. it was a one-day ton, but a ton nonetheless. Doesn't matter. No, 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 I know. I'm just telling you. It's his second one-day ton of the season as well. Tons mean something. Uh, tons definitely mean something. It all means he can do, seen them well. All he can do is go, oh, you need a ton to be hit? I'll hit one. I'll hit a ton. Fine, I'll hit a ton then. But it is now a two-horse race. Alex Carey and Joe Ingles. Josh. Josh, Josh Ingles. Josh Ingles. Is it two-horse? How Josh do we know Ingles? that? Ingles. That's what they're saying. Okay. They're well, then it's going to be Carey, right? We're not just going to have a crack on some random kid, are we? I know he's not a random kid. but How like, old's Carey? 30. Yep. And how old's Josh? He'd be a bit younger, wouldn't he? Yeah. 30's not, like, I'm happy with 30. Josh Inglis, 26. I'm happy to see... Who's got the better average first class? Um, That's a good point. Because we need runs, Tom. We do. I'll tell you why we need runs. Because runs make the world We have been susceptible to a batting collapse for 10 years. Yeah. Feels like we can't get away from it. Ever since Hussey sometimes went. you need someone to come in and f- exactly. Sometimes you need to come someone to come in and anchor the ship, see us through to T. Mm. If you know what I'm Dig saying. Dig in and get to T. Dig in, Dave. Josh Inglis averages 34 in first class. Not good enough. Um, Alex Carey is just loading. Well, yeah, I, I feel like neither of them are going to blow the pubes off your knob, to put it eloquently. Um, also, <laughs> Josh Inglis born in Leeds, England. We've had this conversation. Yeah. Now, unless he comes out and says, fuck the queen. Then I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still loading this internet struggling. Although I will just point out as well, Alex Carey, when he made his century, got clean bowled by Marnus. Marnus can fucking bowl, yeah, dude. He's taken a Marnus few is clean bowling some people. Like Love he, that. But he bowls... He's such a, like... Uh, cricket geek. Oh, great. Fuck, the Packers are putting it on here. Um, he bowls leggies for, in tests, but then he's also bowling like, I mean, is it medium pace? I don't know how fast he's getting them, but it's like he's getting wickets in the shield, bowling like whatever the fucking pace it is. It ain't spin. He's a, he's a, he's a package, Marnus. He is a package. But he's like, is he like a new age MMA style cricketer where it's like I can do everything? Well, a little bit. If he's bowling medium pace and he's bowling leggies and he's scoring shitloads of runs. You know what I mean? That's like all-rounder. Yeah. He's Put a mixed martial. fucking gloves on him. He's doing it everything. Mixed martial cricketer? Sure. Mixed martial arts cricketer? Do we get Carey or not? Art. Mm. Yeah, Carey's 34 as well. Okay. Ooh, so okay. then I think you go with the more... Carey's uh, also played international cricket. Mm. He's more mature. He's, he's captained... He's, ODI and T20 and he's captain Australia A in like a test ish. So I think Carey's the man here. I think he's also bided his time. Um, and this Josh English fella doesn't sound like he is by far and away like the option, you know? Like if it was just undeniable wealth or mountain of runs, 
from Josh. Then you can maybe start thinking about yeah. it. Warney does like him, though. Warney, though, I obviously love and respect, but I do find sometimes... I saw a great tweet the other day, and it was like in the last... I don't know if it was like the last seven days that different people Warney's endorsed, and it was as schizophrenic as possible. It was across the board, like bowlers, captains, wicket keepers. It was just, he's just, he's a bit scattergun sometimes. And I'm like, I can't fucking keep up with you as to who you think is going to be the best for the side. Or whether it's like in one conversation you say this and in another you say that. Um, Fair enough. Packers go in, Rams, Rams losing, Rams losing. But I think Kerry, Eddie, I think we make the call now. We'll say Kerry. Are we putting our collective support behind? We're putting Kerry? our we're putting our support behind Kerry. Putting our weight behind Kerry. Um, Little known fact: Tom and I do get a seat at the selectors' table. Yeah, we have a seat. We have one seat. I sometimes sit on Tom's lap. Tom sometimes sits on my lap, and we just share the load. We just share the load. Sometimes we sit on one half each. One, one half each, and just sort of one like, cheek off. Yeah, each. We share the load, but we do get a seat at the selectors' table, and we will be making it known very clearly that. We've picked Alex Carey. Alex Carey in, Josh Inglis a palm, so that rules him out. Unless he comes Unless out and Unless he says, dances the queen, but I haven't heard him do that. I haven't heard him do it. We need you to call her a cow or something else disparaging. But something in that wheelhouse. Yes. Makes sense? I think it does. Is that cricket, Tom? I think it might be, Ed. Nice. Let's move on. Like Edward, it. did you watch the Biffs yesterday? No, it got back too late. I, I have watched the highlights. Yeah. I'm up to, I'm up to speed. up to speed. George Cambosis Jr. against uh, Tiafimo Lopez. Now, to say that I was largely... I was aware of George Cambosis Jr., but I was only through people being like... It's probably been the fighter that I've either we've been most DM'd about over the years where it's like, dude, you've got to check this guy out. He's a fucking animal. And for whatever reason, just don't do it because sometimes it takes a while to get on the bandwagon. Can officially announce today that in light of his ascendancy to the undisputed fucking <laughs> like super lightweight champion of the world or whatever the fuck he is, uh, we are now officially on the Cambosis Junior bandwagon. Uh, it's great to finally be here. Look, it's taken a little while. It's taken longer than Tom we would have expected. Tom and I have been flat out. Yeah. We've been busy. We've been really busy, um, you know, with many things that we can't get into just like generally. But things that, things that keep it busy. You'd be bored with it, but. We don't want to bore you. Tidbits. We are now Admin. officially. We're on now. On the on the fucking Cambosis train. He, um, I will say this. Firstly, I was on him at fucking to win, uh, win by decision uh, at fourteen dollars. I was on him to win at least fourteen dollars. Michael Pride, who is a complete fucking sham of a human being, on about even if you aren't aware of who we're talking about. That's our betting show. Uh, it's really popular. Um, Michael Pride hates his country and hates Cambosis. And tipped against him. Like he tipped against Australia in the uh, 2020 World Cup. He's just a fucking dog. Michael hates his country. Yeah. Let that be known. Clip that. Clip that. Michael hates his country. I was watching all the pre-fight build-up because, as I said, we were getting dribblers going, mate, you just have to, like, have to pay attention to this. I was, you could, by the way Cambosis was, and again, having very limited experience in, like, you just, I, would, I knew what he looked like is basically all. The way he was fucking going about those presses, I was like, this guy definitely could be like, oh, it, he filled me with confidence, mm. an uninformed level of confidence. 
It was actually also to get the fight, dude, cost us three bucks. Signed up to DAZN. What's DAZN? D-A-Z-N. Uh, I guess it's a Dazen? Yeah, DAZN? It was called DAZN. Like, that's how it's pronounced. Can you watch any fight on there? No, it wouldn't be any, but I assume... Was it on main event? No. It so, wasn't? No. So, I think... I think the so, anything not on main events on there? No, I don't know, dude. I'd be talking out my ass. But it was three bucks to get it. I don't know whether maybe for bigger fights, maybe three bucks gets you that, like gets you in and gets you certain fights. And then maybe you got to pay a subscription for bigger ones, like a Canelo maybe, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I'm they're sure. a promotion essentially, I think. Anyway, three bucks, easiest fucking thing. Like you go and like, you know, everyone's like, you know, I've got a link. And then it's like, ah, oh, it's three bucks on design. Just get it. You're like, okay, that's pretty reasonable. He, um, Lopez came out so hard, so fucking hard. As soon as the first bell went, you're like, oh my God, dude. It almost, because he was, I think the whole week he'd been saying like, I'm going to get him out in the first round. Anyway, Combos just like weathered the storm and was just sort of, you know, trying to get out of the way. Getting hit though, like the dude's got a fucking chin on him. Mm. And then just one of the overhand rights from hell and just cracked this fucking loser. Dropped him in the first round. And from there you were like, oh, this is on. This is on. And Lopez, I think, was a bit like, oh, what the fuck? This 13 to 1 underdog who I've been showing no respect just dropped me in the first round. And again, this is the guy that beat Lomachenko. Yeah, exactly. This guy's a motherfucker. And they were, and like, again, with the limited sort of attention I pay to boxing or certain aspects, unless it's like the big ones, um, they were like, this guy's one of the biggest names in boxing. So he gets dropped in the first round and then... Which two judges gave a 10-9? Um, I don't know, but it's like, that's what I was saying. I was watching it um, with my nephew and we were just sort of watching the last three rounds. Mm. And it was just like, with, but when it comes to boxing, when it was going to a decision, same with UFC to a degree, but boxing even more crooked... You just go in there going, it's it's Lopez's hometown, like it was in New York. It was the two American judges that yeah. gave 10-9 instead of 10-8. Instead of 10-8. It's like you can just – it just always feels like the judges are dodgy fucks and that you're, you're, and you're a very good chance of getting ripped off. And it was so clearly he won that fight. It just – it happens too often yeah. to not have that opinion. Yeah. Anyway, but it was a great fight. Like it was – he got not like Lopez didn't get uh, like Lopez still fought his dick off. It was still a close fight. Yep. And brutal. They were beating the fuck out of each other. Um, Cambos just got knocked down first time in his career in round 10 and then comes back and still wins a fight. When he got knocked down in round 10, I was like, oh no. Oh no. But came back and just fucking pumped the guy there. Lopez's face was fucked up. Unfortunately, Lopez of sore loser fame jumps on the mic after the game, after the fight, and is like, yeah, I won that fight. Fucking thank God, praise God, I won that fight. You're like, shut up. Shut up, dude. I take my last as well. No, you don't, because you can't say that. He reckons he won 10 rounds, Lopez. Yeah, that's, again. Some people don't know how to take their licks. But also, like, I wonder whether it's better just to not say anything related to the result, unless it like, and like give yourself a second. It's like, yeah, well, you know, that's what the way it goes. Like something, but like to straight after you, like, I won that fight. Yeah, you're just like, shut up, dude. Shut up, bro. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. 
Um, Ryan Garcia wants to fight him now. Well, they all do. Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, and then there's another guy whose name I've forgotten, but I think I know who the, who he is. But like, there's three sort of big dogs. Garcia's like, I'll fight him in my return fight. I'm like, I don't feel like Ryan Garcia's next in line with the limited understanding I have. But there's some well, big... He, he's not... A, I don't think he's a world championship. Caliber yet? Yeah. yeah. Like, he's. I think he's there or thereabouts, but like... He's I there or thereabouts, but he hasn't had a world title fight. No. No, he hasn't. Um, but there's... So there's... <laughs> Can you just check? Actually, you won't. Even, you may not be able to find it, Dave. But there's one guy who is up, and Tank, I think, who's fighting next week. I think Tank's fighting next week. So it's actually, again, limited knowledge of the fucking boxing space. I wasn't even aware of what weight these fuckers were, other than the fact that they were little fellas. But that, like, Tank's in the same division, Ryan Garcia. So it's actually kind of like a hot boy star-studded lightweights, dude. Yeah, hot down there. It's hot down there. Ryan Garcia is hot. Yeah, George, though, George Combos is now like the king of Australia. Well, he's hot shit. as fuck. He's hot as shit. Super hot. Yeah. And he yarns as well. He can sell fights. Dude, he's he, a, he, he dresses got... like a bad, like he's, he dresses cool, you know, like he's, he's, uh, he seems to be like the whole package sort of thing. Um, is this the Javonta Davis versus Mario Barrios? Yeah, that's, uh, that's this weekend, I think, coming. Yeah, December 5th. Yeah. Tank hasn't, Tank undefeated still, I believe. He's a fucking he's an psychopath. Yeah. Um, but good to have another world champ, dude. Well, Australia. not just another. This is like, they were saying, like one of the greatest performances by an Aussie boxer ever. But now he's undisputed. I don't think there's another belt in that division that's up for grabs. I think there's one. Well, yeah, it did say he here. One. Hang on, I saw So he's not undisputed. He's no. the unanimous. So he's got WBO, IBF, WBA Super, and the ring belt. Doesn't with, have the WBC. It just says it, with just Dennis Haney's WBC belt. Right. Dennis Haney's the one that, he's, that, that I think is the next fight that at least Eddie Hearn was saying, although he doesn't represent him, but that would be the one for all of the, uh, for the unanimous. Get all Sorry, them. undisputed. All them belts. Get all of them. Um, anyway, good on fucking George. We're officially there. We're on the train. We're on the train. Train's good. Train's packed. Yeah, train is packed. Train is packed. Train's packed. I'm loving it. Yep. Uh, but we will obviously pretend like we were there from the start, like Kempy. Kempy with the very poster photo of like fucking 20 years ago. Kempy. Subtle flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so subtle, but subtle Well, flex. it wasn't subtle at all. No. It was like, how far back can I go to get a photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys just hopping on the train. Here's my ticket that I bought fucking 20 years ago. All right, bro. All we right, get bro. it. We get it. Look, we were on the train, though, before he became world champion, technically. Cause we were on the train last week. Yeah, we were on the train He was a world week. champion then. Yeah. As long as you're on first. Yeah, as long as you're on before the champ before a world championship, like then you're all good. And we backed him as well, so yeah. we obviously believed. Yeah, I bet on him to win. Uh, I picked it because I know him so well since being on the train and I knew that it was going to be a decision. Um, did you get on it, Kempi? I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it. I don't want to sit here and call out Kempi. He's a good friend. No, he's a friend. But we just call him how we see it. Yeah. And we said that he probably didn't punt on him because he didn't mm, believe. No, he didn't believe. But he posted a fucking photo from like 40 years ago after the fight. If I had that photo, I'd be posting that in the lead up to the fight. Yeah, going. Here's me and brothers. my good mate. Yeah. Fuck Where do you put it up if you lost? Mm. You know? It's not about the result, Kempi. Nah. Do you think Kempi had a photo of the other bloke just waiting in case? He might know. have had a photo with Lopez as well. Possibly. He hasn't, hasn't seen the light of day. Eddie, particularly. The only other thing that I had in my notes was Ben Simmons going broke. Do we believe that? No. 
I don't believe that. But they're like, yeah, Ben Simmons expected to uh, make a return because he's going broke from all these fines he's getting. Maybe. I, d- I don't know. It's funny, right? Ben Simmons was the darling of Australian basketball mm. and now people don't really want to... Well, he dogged the Olympics. Well, the moment he dubbed the Olympics and turned his back on the boomers, I think that's when we were just like, mm. well, you've got to, you've got to almost like, if you dog the Olympics, uh, you better rip and fucking tear in everything you do for the next four years till the next Olympics rolls around. Cause we don't forget that shit. Well, three years, three but he's, years, you know what I'm saying? yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm just reminding you that it's, no, it's going to be, it's going to be here soon. Thanks. He told us that he wasn't going to the Olympics so he could practice and come back bigger and better than ever for the 76ers after playing a shocker in that final series last year. And then hasn't come back to training at all and isn't playing and he's getting no, fined out the, the article's article. like he, dro- he buys a fucking different $500,000 car every week. He's selling houses and shit. I'm like, do we? I don't know. I can't tell if this is just one of those media stories where it's like just trying to put pressure on him or make him sound better. What were you about to say, Dave? Um, Warney's been in a motorbike accident. Oh. He's all right. Uh, no worries. But uh, it says here um, he was left badly bruised, sore, and with a potential broken foot after having an accident while riding his motorbike on Sunday. Um, he was taking his bike uh, for a ride in Melbourne with Jackson and went down, apparently slid for more than 50 metres, injured his hip, foot, and ankle. Um, Jackson took care of him, and he was okay after that. Didn't go to hospital immediately. This was on Sunday. Woke up in a fair bit of pain. Went to hospital on Monday. Uh, it says he was concerned with having damaged his hip and fearing his foot or ankle may have been broken. Um, doesn't give much more information, but he said he'll be ready to commentate the first Ashes test. Fucking oath he will. Well, look, glad to hear he's all right. Shane, I feel like you should have gone to hospital straight away, just in case. Yeah, but Shane's a bit like a fucking, you know... Shane does things on his own terms. Yeah, but when you're a national ornament. Yeah, he should have gone straight to hospital. He should be. He should get private health care for free. Like, he shouldn't be paying for that sort of stuff. There should be... There'd be a ward for warning. Yeah, surely. That, yeah. Warning's ward. Yeah, warning's ward. Sit in there. You know, maybe a stripper pole in there. Yeah. Fucking someone to you know and maybe like roots on tap well just like a bit like like his place you know, like a mural of like nude fucking celebs or nude nurses and shit all the nurses have to wear skimpy like stripper outfits yeah, yeah, yeah. warney's ward yeah warney's ward he's in like a he basically has a, yeah, it was a shame we need to give you another bubble bath he's like okay yeah yeah shane gets two bubble baths a day yeah <laughs> and two. yeah yeah and like his medicine's all administered rectally yes <laughs> Yes, through a, straw, through a straw. Yeah, he gets fucking melved, fucking or whatever it's called. Yeah. Someone <laughs> blows fucking medication up his ass, a half-naked nurse. <laughs> yeah, Warnie gets melved. Yeah. Believe that. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. He's got like uh, like a clapper light in his room and like a lava lamp and shit. A little bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bubble bath time. Yeah. And like Barry White's like, or like that brutal lamp. Well, shout out to Warney. Glad he's all right. Yeah. Glad he's all right. Glad he's all right. Should we dribble? Yes. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Dave, punters and the dribblers. It's DMC table dribbler here. Uh, just wanted to call up and say a massive congratulations uh, to KTD, uh, kicking tea dribbler. Uh, for his recently donned baggy green. Uh, well-deserved, mate. Uh, been at it for a long time, putting in the hard yards, so it's good to see you get one. 
I also wanted to say thank you uh, for the honour of getting my own baggy green. Um, couldn't have done it without all the punters and dribblers putting comments in and fucking rallying for me and liking the shit. So I'll keep putting things up, just keep talking shit about things I can make. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, thanks, boys, and uh, beer soon. Bye. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. And I like that energy from a uh, baggy green recipient, Eddie, where it's like, I'll keep ripping. That's what we've been asking for. Keep Eddie. ripping, keep tearing, don't take the foot off the pedal. Like, the baggy green should only motivate you further to be great. Yeah. To be great at what you do. Whereas a lot of them just seem to be resting on their laurels. Tom and I don't. Nope. We're trying to lead from the front. Yeah. I don't rest on laurels. Oh, what? We did like nine podcasts last week. Yeah. Nine. 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 In one week, seven days, nine. So we're doing our bit. Yep. It's time you fuckers started lifting. If you got a baggy green, go You know we're talking about? You know, you, 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 you would know that if you've got a baggy green in the cupboard and you haven't lifted for a while, yeah. we're talking to you. Yeah. Know that. Be better. Bye-bye. Yeah, look, we still have a dilemma that hasn't been resolved. So it's regarding toilet paper. We need to know... Does it go over or under? We've moved into the beautiful freshwater, home of the Harbour Devils of Steve Menzies fame, of Grey Headgear fame. But we asked this last week and Dave didn't play it for us and we haven't wiped our eyes since. So we really need <laughs> to have an answer. Does the toilet paper go over or under? I've seen yeah. this being a thing that people care about. I like. I prefer it over. But I also don't but, give a fuck. But I can play it under. I think it's a no-brainer over. You get like the one-handed rip. I don't think you can do that if it's under. Yeah, I agree. Why can't you do a one-handed rip if it's under? I think you've got more dexterity if it's over. Yeah, Why? You, and you've got the leverage comes towards to you. Lead. You can rip down and across. So like, yeah, you, yeah you know what I mean? I mean, you can rip forward and across as well. But I like, again, sure. I find that this argument is one that feels more about aesthetics than any actual functionality of it. I feel like Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you, do you move it? If As it's not, spin it around? Yeah. No. I do. Same. I do spin it. I'm a spinner. I spin from over to under if it's under, and I put it back to over, because that's what I prefer. I, yeah, I don't. That's, really, that's how I like it. I'd say that I'd prefer over as well. Like if we were asking me what I prefer. Yeah, what do you prefer? You prefer over. But I don't give a shit. But you do prefer it over. Not enough to flip it. I'll just be like, yeah, whatever. Like I went and did a deuce this morning. I think they were both unders. You see unders a lot. You see unders all the time. That's part of the thing where I'm like, it's not that like both of them are, so, are quite frequent. So it's like, I don't know what you. I think you see more unders. I reckon. Yeah, you might be right because I think most people don't care. <laughs> I don't care that much, but I care enough to flip. But I know so, what. I, but I know. But, but that's because that's just how I play it, Tom. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I play in that world. Mm. I'm a, I'm a man of continuity. I like to play the same way every time. I don't think you should shoot me for that. I wouldn't shoot you no. for it. No, I didn't think you would. Overs. Hope we've answered the question. Yep. Go wipe your ass. Right, so I'm in a nightclub in the Valley Precinct of Brisbane, and I've just seen a bloke in a uh, in a in a bloke shirt 
and he had Harry's fort written across the back. And I have given him the biggest come on I have ever seen in my life. I have walked straight up to this cunt's forehead and come all over it. And he's looked at me and gone, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> and then I really? elaborated and come on his head again. And he said, I'm sorry, mate. I- I only deal with the blood podcast, and not. I was fed up. So, happy birthday to you! Yeah, look, there's certainly, I think, going to be a a portion of people who only. Uh, we're going to have to address it on the Blake podcast this week. Yeah, we will have we'll have to address it on the Blake podcast because there'd be a lot of the Blake audience who don't know what the fuck's going on, um, who just listen to us on on the show with Kempy. I thought we'd have talked. We talked about it on that show with Ken. I don't possibly think we not. No, well, we mustn't have. But happy to do that. Happy to do so because so I don't want to see. I don't want to see punters and dribblers out there in the wild giving their very best come ons and not getting come on back. No, because that's disappointing. Yeah, that's upsetting to hear. Yeah, it is. I, ga- I actually bumped into a bunch of dribblers on Friday night. I was. Did in you a, have to hand a couple out? I gave out a couple of come ons, but I was in a fucking state. I'd again at the end of the boat party, and me and Jerry were walking through Chinatown getting a feed maybe had uh well we had a day's worth of alcohol on board and maybe a vegan cigarette or two so when i got like when it was like a big bunch of like loud dudes and i was very much in my own head because i was vegan cigaretted to the nines and then i had to start giving come-ons in a fucking crowded chinatown like jesus christ but they were lovely guys but i was just like Got to give them. No, I, I gave the caveat out very early. I went, listen, vegan cigaretted out the eyeballs. Don't know what's going on. But happy, happy, but to, happy to come on a couple of lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have to. You have to do it. Got to do it. Got to be done. Look, we'll spread the, we'll spread the words. Hopefully this doesn't happen again, Matt. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a clerical error as much as Yeah, anything. yeah. It's just admin. It's just admin. At least he was honest. Tom, yep. Eddie, Ding or Dave, I was at O'Donoghue's pub in Emu Plains today and I saw a bloke in a beer soon shirt. So obviously I had to, come on in. He definitely, come on me back. And then a couple of hours later, I saw him outside and he was getting in a punch on. And then I come on him back and he stopped the punch on. Come on, me back. And then continue on with the punch on. You best believe he won. He fucking, he fucked him up to within an inch of his life. And, mate, boys, it was the best thing I've ever seen. So, if you boys want to see it, I've got a video of it. If you want me to send it in, I can. But, you know, uh, Yeah, dude. I will... I'll send it to you if you want. So, yeah, mailing thirteen plus. Don't ask. Just send it. Send it. Be soon. See you, boys. Send now, it. look, we don't condone biffing. No, you know, we be, can't. A, be a normal human out there and don't go get him biffs. But if there's a video of a guy stopping mid biff to fucking give out a come on, we would like to see it. And then going back to pumping. And then going back to biffing. Then yeah, we'll need to see that. We'll need to run our eye over it because. That's outrageous, if true. Yeah. That is utterly outrageous. Yeah. Send it in. Send it in. On we go. Tom, Eddie, 
Dave, Danny, um, first things first, uh, cheers for the come on, uh, Dior, on the, um, on the Facebook fucking uh, video chat at the KTD Baggy Green party. Um, don't know why I didn't get a fucking Baggy Green party. Probably, probably, because uh, he probably couldn't keep, keep up. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's by the by. Um, I'm going to rattle off a few names. Dr. V, Manscaped, Swish. Yeah, they're all, um, all good products. They provide value to the punter and the dribbler. But it wasn't until recently when you got the great Ricky Ponting on 20% off Ponting wines. Now we're fucking talking. Now you're providing value to the punter the dribbler, and Danny himself, <laughs> Danny Exotic. We're only missing one thing now, boys, and I think it's going to take, and I'm not going to name names because it's all still under investigation, um, but let's just say a former Penrith, Sharks, Roosters, Titans, winger slash fullback, get him on the fucking show, and let's get a percentage off his product. Then we're fucking cooking with gas. Anyway, boys, be soon, R&R soon. Bring on the off-season. Talk to you. Um, I now know who he's talking about. Look, Danny, you're, uh, you're dead right. Ponting Wines, promo code Dribblers, 20% off. One of the great deals all time. All time. Perfect for selling, selling like hotcakes. Like hotcakes. Flying out the door. I actually think, because obviously he sent us some, and I think he's sending us more, but I actually think we need to get more. He's sending this. We're getting the rosé sent up. It's on route. Yeah, I, might, I think we buy a case of some, some more reds for the holiday period. For the holiday period. It'd be silly not to. It'd be silly not to. Using our own discount code. Exactly. Triplers. Exactly. Supporting the big Supporting fella. Supporting the big fella. Supported us. Now right. we're mates. We're getting a dog. The, the question we've been asked most, are you actually getting a dog with him? Listen, he said, he seemed, and you all saw it, if you saw the YouTube or you heard it, he seemed very serious about us getting a dog. Now, we have to be in a syndicate with him for that to work. It can't yeah. just be like, hey, buy a dog off. It's like, no. No, no, no. no. Very clearly, it needs to be, look, we're happy to buy a dog off you if you also are part owner in the dog. Three ways, obviously. Then we're interested. Yeah. Then we're very, very interested. But I think that G Ricky looked very genuine when he made that offer. He seemed genuine. He was serious as serious gets. I trust Ricky. I think the nation trusts Ricky. I think we all trust Ricky really intrinsically. Yes, we do. He's not a bullshitter. He's not a tire kicker. He's, He's not a, a bullshit doer. artist. He's a doer. Yeah. He's a doer. Yeah. And a man of his word. And a man of substance, Tom. He's got a yeah. backbone, for God's sake. Yeah. Now, listen, we can't help if we fucking pumped him in the coin toss. That's just a reality of a situation. But I think that he took that well. Well, he took it as well as one could, knowing being, how being, competitive yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But pumping, it was. And owning a dog, we will. Yeah, I believe in that. Um, On we go. Yep, good to hear from you, Danny. Hope you're well. Enjoy the wine. G'day, fellas. Friday knockoff dribbler here. Uh, just the other day, I um, recently I bought, uh, when it first came out, the Beer Soon bloke in the bar shirt, and it was probably one of my most, my, my proud, uh, proudest purchases I've made in the last recent years. 
Um, I don't normally update my, my wardrobe very often, so when I go all out and get an order in, I'm pretty stoked with it. I only got one wear out, you know, a few come-ons, a few people came over, had a bit of a chat, so I was pretty happy with the way it went. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, I don't know where it is, and I think I've lost it, maybe got it on that night. I didn't know if I brought it back, so I was a bit bit upset, and I was uh, bounced out on the on the lounge one afternoon on a, on a rainy Sunday, had a bit of KFC to try and fix me up, and I dropped a chicken wing, and a, a wicked wing, and it went down the, the side of the bed, under the bed. Um, and I thought, you know, this is this is the end. This is the, as low as my life's going to get here. Bounced out and dropping wings. And then I reached down to uh, grab the wing, find a uh, PlayStation controller that I've been looking for. And there's, there he is, the old bloke in the bar, beer soon shirt. And from that point on, didn't feel bounced out anymore. Unbelievable, boys. Beautiful. That's just a great story. So the bloke drops a wing, the wing leads him to the PlayStation controller he'd been missing and the bloke's and the shirt. shirt. You tell me that the colonel doesn't know. The colonel doesn't uh, have, a, you know, isn't a higher power. The colonel is a higher power. I, I dare say that the Colonel Sanders could be a, a dribbler deity. He is a dribbler deity. He was one of the original dribblers. Yeah. Big time. Uh, luckily for this gentleman as well, there should be an opportunity for him very soon to add to his wardrobe with a last dribble piece, which is very tasteful. Very tasteful. Well, it's a must-have. It's, it's a summer a staple. It's a fucking summer staple. It's a summer staple. Hey, Tom and Eddie, Dior, left arm leg spinner dribbler here. I was just wondering your thoughts on this. I was having a bowl on the weekend, end up getting five wickets. Oh. And every wicket I had a send off. I got on one knee and yelled, Come on! Is this a bad sportsmanship or play on? Cheers, boys. Cheers soon. Play on. Play on. 100% play on. Play on. One knee, come on. Bang. Get that India. Get fucked. Get fucked. Back to the pavilion, bruh. The come on is never. A bad call. Never a bad call. Never unnecessary. Never too much. Never too over the top. It's always perfect. It's always exactly what, what the situation calls for. <laughs> yeah. Always. Always. Shout out to Leighton Hewitt. Yeah. Hope, you, hope you're well, bro. Hey, boys. It's the Time Zone Dribble here. I was listening to your latest podcast with Denon, and I wanted to give you blokes a quick history lesson. So Greenwich in London was home to the Royal Maritime College, who basically invented standardised time. They needed to do this because in the 19th century in England, when it was covered in railroads, they obviously had to have train timetables. However, the time would actually be slightly different from town to town. So the main clock tower in Liverpool might say 11am, but at the same time, the clock tower in Manchester might say 10.45 so your train might be leaving in 20 minutes and you might be looking at the timetable going, yeah, I've got time for a cheeky pint, but it actually leaves in five minutes because the train doesn't go off Liverpool time, it goes off Birmingham time. Anyway, be you soon. Tongan meantime forever. Interesting. Very interesting. Still, we recognise Tongan meantime here, despite everything he just told us. TMT. Yeah. I... I like those sort of dribbles. Yeah, same. Call up and fill my brain with knowledge. It's a simpler world back then. Things still weren't ironed out, you know? We haven't agreed on time yet. What a weird place to be that the fucking time's different, like, around the corner in a different town. So odd. Tongan meantime, though. That's as true as it gets. That's as true. Well, they're first. They yep. lead us into battle. Yeah. So you've got to respect it. Mm-hmm. Got to respect it. Must. 
Good dribble, bro. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, well informed. Yes, uh, it's the scientific dribbler back again. I was just walking and drinking and uh, ruminating. What if there was a fucking uh, a periodic table of the dribblers? How would that look like? I don't know. Maybe it's something I could put together. Maybe it's something the dribblers can all help us out. But we've all seen something that's periodic tabley. <laughs> I reckon the dribblers would work really well. Anyway, minerals forever. Fucking ethanol forever. Goodbye. So this guy, the scientific dribbler, I didn't play his first dribble because it was like two minutes long and it was just him ranting about how dumb we all are whenever we talk about science. Thank you, And then trying to correct us on what demineralized water is and what minerals are and I couldn't understand it. No, that's fine. Um... I am more than happy for him or for, you know, a dribbler of some scientific standing to knock up a periodic table. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know what the fuck that looks like, what it would even be, but it sounds pretty funny. Yep. Would it be be funny necessarily? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Is it elements of a punter and a dribbler? You know what I mean? Like what what the chemical makeups, the chemical compounds? What is the chemical makeup of a dribbler? Or what, a punter and a dribbler. A punter and a dribbler. What puts them together? What makes them them? Sure. Us, us. I'm, I'm happy with it. I Leave would say that up this. to him. Leave that in his court I or don't, anyone I else. I don't think you need to replicate all of them. I don't give you, a fuck. The periodic dude. table could be smaller. Listen, it worked. Certainly, I think they waste a lot of time with some of the less, you know. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. Like Boron and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Relax. Hey, relax with Boron. Hydrogen, carbon. Carbon, oxygen, you know. Yeah, zinc. Zinc. For summer. Magnesium. Yeah. Aluminium. Yeah. Et al, et al, et al. But not boron. What the fuck was it? Berinium. Like, get out of here with that Game of Thrones shit. Yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah. It's a bit lame. Yeah, yeah it's fucking <laughs> boring. Boring. On we go. <laughs> hey, boys. Mung and I uh, and Dribbler back again. Look, I know you've had a bit of time to ponder over the first question. I'm sure you've got given plenty of answers. But now I've got another one for you. If you're pregnant and you get in a bathtub, does that make you a submarine? <laughs> anyway, talk soon. Talk soon. Beer soon. Fuck these cunts. They don't drink anymore. They're all on weight loss. Bye. <laughs> the answer is yes. Well, the answer is yes, and it's no, because also it's a submarine that's flooded. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. So I get it, what you're talking about, but you're not actually like the housing. Sack, so. Yeah, that's true. You're in, you're in liquid in that submarine, so it's not really. You're almost more of a submarine if you're out of water. Because, it, well, it's a, well, it's a submarine that's flooded. Yeah. In water. Outside of water, it's a reverse submarine. Yes. It's a little bit of water that's out. But in context for what he's talking about, in a bath, you would be a submarine that's flooded. Yeah, so you're not a submarine. You're actually really back in your natural habitat. Whereas if the mum's walking around the earth, just normally, they're submarines. If you were an ocean-dwelling animal living on earth, it's like, I need a water fucking boat to get around in. Yeah. Like a fishbowl. Yeah, like a fishbowl. You're a fishbowl. You are a fishbowl. Yeah. That's exactly what you are. Yeah, you're a fishbowl. 
Mummers. Uh, yeah, mummers are fish bowls. Hope we've helped. <laughs> well, there you have it, puns and dribblers. Well, there you have it. End of the dribbles. Dribbles are done. What a We're great done. episode. Great what episode. Great week. It's um, it's been it's been good. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>